Information discussed in this podcast may be sensitive in nature to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Nathaniel Holmes had learned to play the bagpipes, and at the Colorado Renaissance Festival in 2017, he had the chance to perform alongside his father. His father, Ben Holmes, remembers that day fondly. Nathaniel was a shy kid, and at 17 years old, he was struggling to figure out how to finish his schooling. Life at Arvada High School wasn't really working out, so in the fall of 2017, he decided to try homeschooling. But that wouldn't work out either. In November of 2017, Nathaniel started at Hidden Lakes High School in Westminster, Colorado. On Monday, December 18th, he came home from school lethargic and not acting like himself. And when his dad pressed him for what was wrong, he admitted that he had taken a Xanax that someone at school had given him. They decided that he should go spend the night at his mom's house so she could keep an eye on him through the night. On the morning of December 19th, Nathaniel's mom dropped him off at school late and he walked into the school nervously trying to get his friend's attention who was already in another classroom. The principal walked up on him and stopped him and told him to get back to class. Nathaniel chose to leave school instead and headed over to a nearby park. He called his mom from a stranger's cell phone and left a voicemail telling her not to pick him up that he had a ride. Nathaniel was never seen or heard from again. Where is Nathaniel James Holmes? Hello, and welcome back to the Where Are They podcast and another unsolved missing person case. Nathaniel was just 17 years old when he vanished, so technically a missing child. And while Nathaniel was having some typical teenage struggles at the time of his disappearance, it wasn't really anything too out of the ordinary for any teenager. Nathaniel also had a very close-knit family. He has a mother and father along with three siblings who are still searching and hoping to not only find some answers, but to find Nathaniel. As always, you can find all of our contact information in the show notes, along with links to our social media and Patreon, and my email address. Please give us a follow. Send me an email with any case suggestions or feedback that you might have at any time. Now let's get right into the story of missing teenager Nathaniel Holmes. Nathaniel James Holmes was born November 5th, 2000. He grew up with two older sisters and one younger brother. 
When Nathaniel was eight years old, his parents would divorce and all four children would remain living with their dad. However, they did visit their mom regularly. Nathaniel, along with his siblings and father, was able to travel all over with his family, places including Canada, Mexico, Scotland. They've scuba dived off the Virgin Islands, and they've gone on nearly a month-long safari in Africa. It seems like the Holmes family was exceptionally close and enjoyed doing things together. Nathaniel also loved to play video games. He enjoyed hunting and fishing, and he was a talented musician. But as a teenager, Nathaniel did have some struggles in school. He was a shy and introverted kid, and he didn't really enjoy school at all. In the fall of 2017, his parents decided to try and enroll him in a homeschooling program. But this didn't work out, however, and Nathaniel struggled with the self-motivation needed to do homeschooling. During this time also, Nathaniel, at 17 years old, was in a small fender bender car accident. And because of this, Nathaniel's father, Ben, didn't allow Nathaniel to use the car. Ben also told Nathaniel that he needed to get his grades up and start doing better in school to get the car back. But Nathaniel was still struggling. A couple of friends of Nathaniel's were attending an alternative school in the nearby town of Westminster, Colorado, specifically Hidden Lake High School. And after some consideration, Nathaniel's parents decided to enroll Nathaniel there. The goal of Hidden Lake High School is to help kids graduate that might be struggling to do so. The class sizes were said to be smaller, and they were supposed to be more hands-on. And Nathaniel was on board, especially since he appeared to know some kids that were already enrolled there. But the transition into that school wasn't as smooth as everyone had hoped. After he began at Hidden Lake High School, Nathaniel quickly became a little more withdrawn, and maybe even seemed a little bit depressed. The Disappearance On December 18th, 2017, Nathaniel's dad picked him up from school. Almost immediately, Ben noticed his son was acting differently. He was laying around, his dad kept asking him what was wrong. His actions just didn't seem right. Not only did Ben notice Nathaniel being extremely lethargic, but his actions were so strange for Nathaniel that Ben immediately wondered if he had taken something. And sure enough, after some time of his dad pressing for answers, Nathaniel finally admitted that he had taken a Xanax that a friend at school had given him. Nathaniel also said this was the first time he had ever taken anything like this. And his dad was inclined to believe him because he had never seen Nathaniel acting this way before. Naturally, Ben was very upset and worried. He wasn't going to be able to keep an eye on Nathaniel that evening because he had to work. So Ben decided to have Nathaniel spend the night with his mother so she could watch him closely. His father made sure to take away all of his money, thinking that then he wouldn't be able to buy anything else from his friends at school if that's what was happening. And his father, Ben, also remembers that Nathaniel seemed a little bit nervous about going back to school 
although Ben wasn't sure why or what those reasons might have been beyond that. When he got to his mom's house that night, she ended up finding a couple more Xanax pills on him and took them away, which seemed to really worry Nathaniel. But the next morning, everything kind of seemed normal. Everyone was getting up for the day. Nathaniel seemed to be in an okay mood. And it was Nathaniel's mom that would be driving him to school that day. And as soon as they left her house, Nathaniel realized that he had left a folder at his dad's house, one that he really needed for school. So he asked her if they could swing by his dad's house first. Nathaniel ran in to grab that folder. And when he did, he saw his sister, Hannah. They said hi. Hannah would say later that Nathaniel seemed fine. And Nathaniel did get what he needed, a blue folder, ran back to his mom's car, and they headed off towards school. Nathaniel arrived to school about 20 minutes late. And when his mom dropped him off, she promised that she would be there after school to pick him up. She watched him walk into the school building before she drove off. And Nathaniel went into the school, but he didn't immediately go to class. His principal found him outside the door of another classroom, a class that had already started. And he was motioning to a friend, trying to get his friend's attention, who was seated in that class. He seemed nervous and anxious to get his friend's attention, but the principal stopped him and told Nathaniel to get back to class. Nathaniel told the principal that he really needed to speak to his friend, that it was an emergency. But the principal said, you can talk to him later, get back to class. But Nathaniel didn't go back to class, however. Instead, he left the school and headed to a nearby park. Once at the park, he asked a woman if he could borrow her phone since he didn't have one. He called his mother up and said that she didn't need to pick him up after school because Nathaniel was going to get a ride from one of his dad's friends and that he was going to be going over that guy's house for a while. That was the end of the voicemail. His mom did get that voicemail, but she wasn't sure, so she still showed up at the school at the end of the day, but Nathaniel never came out, and she couldn't find him. She checked with Ben and told him that she just was checking in because Nathaniel said he was going over to this other person's house, a family friend, actually a friend of Ben's, and they quickly learned that this was a lie. They checked with the school and they learned that Nathaniel had never even made it into class. When Ben pressed them for answers on why he wasn't notified, why didn't the school call him to let him know that his son was absent? The school said it was their policy to call in the evening times when they have a better chance of reaching a parent and less chance of a student intercepting the call. The search. Nathaniel's parents and his siblings went to all of his friends' houses looking for him, but no one knew where Nathaniel was. They did alert authorities because right away this was unusual behavior for Nathaniel. He had never run away or disappeared before. But law enforcement, because of Nathaniel's age, believed him to be a runaway who would return home soon on his own. But his family knew something was wrong and they kept searching. 
They learned about the incident at school from the principal when Nathaniel was frantically trying to get the attention of a friend saying that it was an emergency. And they spoke to this friend who said he had no idea what Nathaniel would have wanted or what emergency Nathaniel was even talking about. As the family pressed on for answers, the school actually remained uncooperative with them. They just didn't have any answers. And the family was also upset that the school failed to notify them that Nathaniel wasn't in school that day. Every single friend of Nathaniel's that the family spoke to had no idea where Nathaniel could have gone or why he might have been acting the way he was that day that he disappeared. He also had taken no personal belongings with him, and he didn't have a phone or any money. He didn't have his ID. He had nothing with him at all. His family found his iPad in his bedroom, but they were unable to access it. Nathaniel's dad actually tried several times until he was finally completely locked out, and authorities couldn't really help him with that because law enforcement at the time was severely understaffed. Nathaniel's social media wasn't active, and he wasn't really active on social media beforehand either, but it became completely stagnant once he disappeared. So Nathaniel's family continued searching for him every day. Ben even drove through many homeless encampments in and around their part of Colorado looking for any sign of their son. And he did this while switching up vehicles so not to raise any suspicions or alarm the homeless population that he was kind of watching. He hung up posters everywhere, spoke to everyone that he met, And some days, he even sets up and plays his bagpipes to raise awareness for Nathaniel, who was also a musician, also a fantastic bagpipes player. Take a listen to this clip with Nathaniel playing the bagpipes alongside his father, Ben, at the Colorado Renaissance Festival in 2017. And sightings would come in of people thinking that they saw Nathaniel. Once, a young man was spotted in Denver with a tuba. And multiple people noted that he had quite a resemblance to Nathaniel. And it did spark interest because Nathaniel was a musician. But when his family searched that area, they didn't find anyone that resembled that description. Another promising lead came in from California. A young man there had asked a woman to see her phone for a few minutes, and she let him. While he had her phone, 
he opened up the Facebook page and went right to the page for Missing Nathaniel and then went to the Facebook page for Ben, Nathaniel's dad. When the woman looked at her phone afterwards because she was curious what the young man had been looking up on her phone, she was immediately struck by how much that young man looked like Nathaniel. She called in the tip, and Ben said he was in that area of California searching for his son within 18 hours. But he found nothing. The Westminster Police Force is known to be overwhelmed and understaffed, so Ben took a lot of the searching into his own hands. He worked to raise money, and he was able to purchase some surveillance equipment and even drones that would help him search for Nathaniel. His hope was to raise enough money to hire a private investigator to help him as well. Westminster, Colorado. Westminster, Colorado is a city on the north side of Denver, Colorado. Westminster has a population of just over 100,000 residents, but sits just 10 miles from downtown Denver. Arvada, Colorado, where Nathaniel and his family lived, sits just adjacent to Westminster, also minutes from downtown Denver. Nathaniel was living in Arvada with his father and his siblings, but the school he was attending and where he was last seen was in Westminster, Colorado. Specifically at the Hidden Lake High School. Hidden Lake School is considered an alternative high school with the purpose of helping kids graduate that are struggling to do so from other schools. Hidden Lake sits right in Westminster. It's a fairly busy area. The school is on a busy four-lane highway and is surrounded by small businesses and residential neighborhoods. So it does seem interesting that there was no surveillance video found of Nathaniel. And it is probably such a busy area that no one would give a second glance to a 17-year-old walking through the city. There are a lot of public transportation options also from Westminster to not only downtown Denver, but to other areas of the country as well. It's pretty easy to hop on a bus or even a train. But Nathaniel didn't have his ID. And, of course, just to the west of Denver is the quite vast and expansive Rocky Mountains. We know that Nathaniel left the school on foot. We know that he borrowed a lady's phone from a nearby park. But we don't know where he went from there. Did someone he know pick him up? Did he take a bus? Or could he have walked somewhere? How could this 17-year-old boy just Vanish. Theories and Possibilities What do people think happened to Nathaniel? Where should we be on the lookout for him? Some people believe that Nathaniel ran away. He had just begun struggling, a little more so than previously. Was this cause enough, though, for him to leave his family and run off? He was very close to his family. But again, sometimes we just don't know what is going on in someone's mind. 
Authorities have always said they believe this is a likely theory, due in part to his age, 17, and the fact that there has been zero clues or evidence pointing to any foul play or any other suspicious activity or anything at all. Could Nathaniel be living among the homeless population that he was known to visit with sometimes? This is a theory that the family believes is likely as well. And if that is the case, with the homeless being notoriously transient, Nathaniel could be anywhere in the country by now, almost six years later. Or could Nathaniel have had an accident? Did he take something that he shouldn't have more than a Xanax or have a reaction to something that he might have taken? But again, if this is the case, where is he? Could Nathaniel have run into foul play? Was there something else going on with someone that Nathaniel knew? Is that possibly why he was frantically trying to get his friend's attention and why he seemed pretty worried when his mom took away the extra Xanax pills he had? What was he really up to? And the school didn't seem too worried about the fact that he obtained these Xanax pills from someone at the school. And a lot of people have said that's probably because the school had a significant drug problem already, enough so that Nathaniel obtaining a couple of Xanax pills didn't seem out of the ordinary at all. Could Nathaniel have harmed himself? But if this is the case, again, then where is he? Police and family are still leaning towards the theory that he ran away for some reason and is possibly living with a homeless population somewhere in Denver or possibly even out of state. But the confusion for the family remains. Why would he run away? They were a seemingly happy and close-knit family. Just because Nathaniel was having a little bit of struggles at the time, it still seemed extremely out of character for him to run away. And Nathaniel was especially close with his older sister, who was only 11 months older than him. At some point, it would seem likely that Nathaniel would at least reach out to her and let her know that he was okay. Where could Nathaniel be at this point? Nathaniel Holmes is described as a Caucasian male, standing 5 foot 9 inches tall and weighing around 140 pounds when he was last seen in December of 2017. Nathaniel was 17 years old then and would today be 22. Nathaniel has blonde hair and blue eyes. He was also last known to be wearing a black hooded sweatshirt with the words Mirage Recovery, blue jeans, and black sneakers with white soles. Anyone with any information on the whereabouts of Nathaniel Holmes is asked to contact the Westminster Police Department at 303-658-4360. Nathaniel has been missing five and a half years now, and the family continues to search for him every day. There is a reward offered of $50,000 for verifiable information on the whereabouts of Nathaniel Holmes, 
And sadly, Ben has said that scammers have come out of the woodwork trying to extort money out of his family, which is horrific. But the reward is still offered in the hopes that the right person or people can come forward with information. And to encourage people out there, possibly that have any connections to the transient community, to keep an eye open for Nathaniel Holmes. Thank you so much for listening to Nathaniel's story today. A 17-year-old child, a young man, missing from Westminster, Colorado, virtually without a trace since December of 2017. If you've made it this far into the show and would like to support our mission, please consider giving us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. This is free to do so, and it helps get our show to a larger audience, and it helps get the names of the missing higher ranked in search engines and helps their names get out there. Remember to follow us over on the socials. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, with all of those links being in the show notes for you. We will post case updates as we get them over there, so keep an eye open. If you have any feedback or case suggestions for us, please feel free to send them over via social media or email me at canwefindthem at gmail.com. We will be back again very soon with another unsolved missing person case. And until then, stay safe and hug your loved ones.